Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. This episode of Michigan Minds is part of a series produced by the University of Michigan Public Engagement and Impact Initiative and the Office of the Vice President for Research in celebration of International Day of Women and Girls in Science. This episode features PhD candidate Allie Goodman. Allie talks about her research and the importance of historical narratives in understanding societal challenges today. She also discusses the Reverb Effect podcast, which she produces through the U of M History Department. I research um, because I'm really passionate about progressive era legal history. And specifically, I'm passionate about um, children's rights and thinking about how rights talk shifts to change how people experience their worlds. So I'm most interested in um, the history of incarceration and thinking about how children experience incarceration and what that says about policy. And I'm interested that, well, my dissertation is exploring how children experience um, incarceration, but more broadly, how they experience progressive policy that, that I'm arguing criminalized their worlds, basically, and how they moved and how they um, interacted with community institutions. And the goal of that is to understand how um, we can maybe create policy that doesn't criminalize people and actually provides care nets that are super crucial. I began researching as an undergraduate at Brandeis University. Um, and I was really interested in the namesake of the college. I was interested in Louis Brandeis, and I was interested in these progressive legal thinkers like Roscoe Pound and John Harlan, um, and justices who were part of this uh, legal realist movement. And the legal realist movement basically said, let's step back for a second and think about how people, how law actually impacts people, and how people are fundamentally on unequal footing from their employers. Um, and let's make law that takes that into account so that we can better address people's needs and take better care of them, essentially. Um, I'm not sure that the legal realist movement was able to uphold all of those fantastic goals, but I was really struck by that, um, which also sort of inspired the questions that my dissertation is asking. I think my biggest research accomplishment comes from the archives that I'm interested in. Um, I encountered this series of life histories that were taken from children, from incarcerated children largely, um, in Chicago during um, sort of the latter half of the Progressive Era, so really during the 1920s and, and beyond. Um, but it spoke to their, their experiences, and it's kind of this incredible goldmine of sources, except that when you pull the curtain back on them, you sort of find that they're being interviewed and asked questions, but the researcher isn't privy to those questions, and we don't really know what, what's going on. And there's all sorts of power dynamics that are happening, too, between adult and, ch and child, between um, uh, incarcerated person and not incarcerated person. Um, and so that provided this um, really interesting lens into how to think about the work um, that I've carried with me. So it's something that I'm still trying to reckon with, but it's something that's deeply impacting my continued research. I am interested in narrative history. 
Um, one of the ways that I bring my research to life is by telling these kids stories and walking the reader through, like, this is what happened, and here's how they were experiencing their worlds. Here's what the blocks looked like. Here's what stories they went into. Um, and here's how that matters and why that matters. Like, why does it matter that this kid went into this corner store as opposed to this corner store? Um, or that they were hanging out with this group of kids instead of this group of kids, right? Um, and sort of deconstructing that and making that um, come to life for the audience is really important because a lot of this is about um, agency and thinking about how we can reclaim agency for people who died 50 to 100 years ago. So I came to the University of Michigan to pursue this work because I was interested in working with the Carceral State Project. And I was interested in working with these scholars like Heather Thompson and Matt Lassiter who are so invested in the work. Um, and I've since met uh, Keisha Simmons um, and Emily Preifogel as well who are all part of my, um, part of my dissertation committee. And I'm, I'm so lucky to have them as a part of the team. Um, and so I was interested because I saw that there were projects in the history department and interdisciplinary projects within LSA that were invested in doing this work. Um, and I, I felt like it would be a good place to do that. I really hope that my research provides pathways forward to think about how to adequately provide families and children who need services how to give them those services without attaching like really harmful contingencies to them and how to provide how how states can provide social safety nets for families that don't include incarceration that don't include criminalization and that actually provide them with what they need from that with what they need from their own perspectives as well not sort of the state imposed understanding of what they need but how to work with families to actually give them what they need to you know, not only succeed, but to thrive. Something I'm still really working on, as a pre-candidate, it's a little bit trickier, um, but as I proceed into candidacy, you know, I just achieved ABD, which I'm very excited about, um, but as a candidate, I'm hoping to do more work, hopefully with the Carceral State Project, which is a public-facing project um, that's seeking to not only connect with impacted people and people who have been impacted by the carceral state, but also to um, put different types of histories out there. They actually have um, a series of story maps that I helped um, write that are about like what is the carceral state? What's the impact of education? Um, how do education and the carceral state work together? How do you, the economy and the carceral state work together, et cetera? I think there's like eight story maps about that. Um, so continuing to do work like that, I think is, is how I hope to create impact. I think by telling the history of things and by getting at the deeper history of how policy is created and how states are formed, um, we can start to dismantle systems that are harder. It's kind of like a car engine. If you don't know how it works, you can't really fix it. My research, for example, um, is, I think, the way that I understand it is that it's part of a new movement of legal history that's seeking to understand the impact of law on people and how people experience the law. Um, that's new in part because more people who are um, impacted by the law that are not just like you know white men are entering this field. When you have more diverse perspectives on things, you ask different questions, and those different questions can lead to more holistic answers. The Reverb Effect is a podcast that's produced by the University of Michigan Department of History. 
Um, and the goal of it is to ask how the past reverberates in the present. We bring together um, scholars of history and history-related fields to ask how their own specific research um, not only continues to impact the world around us, but we ask them to tell stories um, about their research, um, to narrate their research for us. Um, and the podcast is a great opportunity for people to turn around their research. And by shifting audience and by um, presenting history and by presenting their own research in a new light, it also very much reciprocally gives um, authors and contributors an opportunity to consider their own research in a new light. Um, I know that when I wrote my own podcast, by sort of turning it around, I found some holes in my research where I was like, oh, that question needs to be answered. Um, so I think it's um, cool because, yeah, the broader world gets to learn about these amazing scholars' work, but it also gives scholars an opportunity to sort of think about their work differently. It's important to bring these past voices into the present because um, I very much believe that without understanding the past and how things are working, you don't really understand why things exist the way that they do today. Um, one of the, I think, uh, sayings in history is there's no historical emergencies, right? We're not heart surgeons. But in fact, that's not true. And it turns out that today we are in what I would call a historical emergency in how we understand the past, how we understand racism, how we understand institutional and structural racism. And I think that right now historians, and particularly historians of color, are doing amazing work to bring that to the present and to bring these conversations about how these institutions are built and how white supremacy still impacts um, legal institutions, educational institutions. I've learned how to um, not only produce the podcast um, technically, but also how to work with other scholars narratively to think about how their research can um, form more of a narrative arc, how they can bring their work to a more public audience, um, things like limiting jargon um, and just speaking to a lay audience. I'm working with a new journal right now, um, the Michigan Journal of Law and Society. It's the Michigan, it's Michigan Law School's newest journal. Um, so I'm the executive content editor for history. Um, and it's a really exciting opportunity to bring together interdisciplinary scholarship to ask these broad lens kind of questions about um, history, about sociology, about law, politics, policy, all of these things under the umbrella of an interdisciplinary journal. Um, and what's cool about interdisciplinary methodologies is that they um, ask how society works together. It's not just sort of these siloed fields. It's really thinking more holistically about how the world and how law works. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.